What's up, y'all? It's Jeff Cobb, and you're listening to Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show on Social Suplex Podcast Network. You're listening to the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show. Listener discretion is advised at all times. Hello and thank you once again for downloading and listening to another episode of the Ricket and Clive Wrestling Show, part of the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Wherever you may find us, please rate and review with a whopping five snowflakes. My name is Clive and I am joined by Ricky. Good evening, Ricky. How are you tonight? Good, good, good evening. Yeah. Doing well, doing well. Yourself? I'm alright. Typical Wednesday. Bit of a, a hectic day. Hectic evening, setting up for this. Lack of sleep. Yep, all fathers and mothers can relate to the lack of sleep. Yes, but I bring this on myself with doing a podcast as well. Yeah, that's true. I mean, we could just stop the podcast right here, right now, if you want. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll just do my joke just now, then. No, please don't. Let's just end it on a good note. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. We'll see you next week. Or maybe not. So, just, um, you'll probably notice by the show notes, this will be a specific topic tonight. We're not going to talk about Raw. We won't talk about SmackDown. This will be exclusively an NXT UK slash UK wrestling scene discussion tonight. Um, May as well top it off with the biggest news that's come out of the last seven days or so. NXT TakeOver UK has already... They've already got one planned with one in Blackpool, where it all began back in January 2016, round about the same mid-middle of January time, if memory serves correctly as well. So, a couple, two, three years later, they're going back. Are you surprised by this news that it's come so early? Um, <coughs> just to sort of, um, yeah, just to say... We're not talking about Raw and SmackDown. We'll let other people come out with their hot takes about those shows. Um, so we don't want to talk about that. Um, surprise it's come this early. Not really. Um, I think the demand is there. If the demand is there, it's never too early. Um, if the demand is there for your product, you should strike while it's hot. Mm-hmm. My only, my only thing is, I felt they could have gone to a bigger arena, um, and I suppose the reason why they didn't first out, first straight out the gate was maybe they didn't want to presume straight away that they'd be able to fill out like the Hydro or the O2 um, or the MEN. Would it be able to get anywhere between like 10, 15 odd thousand? Close to 15. They hold um, maybe a little bit more. And I think they were kind of 
you know, so they didn't want, didn't want to, like I said, didn't want to assume they'd be able to pull that much. And they kind of maybe didn't want to be disappointed if they didn't sell out. Um, in hindsight, it, you know, they could have sold out any of those arenas. Um, I think they're now just kind of getting an idea of just how much we crave this product and how much we want it and how how much in demand it actually is. Um, so yeah, my only surprise was they didn't go to a bigger arena, but I understand why they did go to kind of a smaller arena to start off with. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, at some point next year, they are going to go to some of these bigger arenas because like I say, the demand is there and the demand has always been there. It's been there for several years now. Well, there's going to be a few things that have popped up over, that will pop up on this podcast that I have preached the last couple of months about don't believe anything you read on the internet. So I'll just say it now and then not bother saying it again over the rest of the night. But apparently the Liverpool tapings that just aired, sorry, that were just recorded at the weekend there weren't full. Right. Significantly significant gaps in the seats and stuff like that so is there anything to read into that as we know it's a tough time of the year financially you're setting up for Christmas there's nights out with the work nights out with family I think that's that's a factor as well why they've went to a smaller arena yes um, January 12th just straight into the new year like I says a lot of people spend a lot of money in December a lot of people spend a lot of time away as well in the new year on Christmas so they've played it smart like they probably to be honest they probably could have filled out a bigger arena like I say but they have played it smart because if they didn't it kind of it might have been seen as a blow or maybe the demand isn't there um, so yeah I think a lot of those f- f- factored into it um, I suppose my only thing would be that <clears throat> they, they are doing a takeover so soon after Christmas and New Year um, but as you know it's sold out so like I say the, yes. the demand is there and people are, are wanting to see it I, I mean the whole Liverpool tapings thing doesn't matter if it did sell out in Blackpool straight away within 3-4 hours or something like that I, I think the 3-4 hours is, is, is kind of being generous and then playing it safe if I'm honest with you mm-hmm. I don't think it was three or four hours. I think it was more so like an hour. Um, What's the capacity and the place, do you know, off the top of your head? It's the Empress Ballroom and it's at the... Oh, where they were the first time. Yeah, um, it's where they have the darts and stuff like that as well. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I can't remember, is it the Garden or something? I think that general vicinity is called. I can't remember. Winter Garden. Um, Yeah, Winter Garden, that's it. So... I'm not entirely sure of the capacity. I'm not sure if it's if I'm going to increase it or anything. I'm not again. I'm not sure how much exactly how many tickets were sold. Like obviously not was sold out um, in terms of capacity. I I imagine it's kind of going to be a little bit bigger than what you're seeing in NXT tapings. In mm-hmm. fact, I saw an actual map of it right enough. Um, I think I took a screenshot of the map. Probably deleted it. But yeah, it, like there was still. It still looked quite big, if I'm honest. Right. I'm sure it'll be fine, because if memory serves correctly, then that is the place that they had the first tournament in January 16. It is, it is. It's the exact same place. Right, so that was a good atmosphere. I'm sure they'll be able to sort that out. I still think, 
part of me thinks it's still a wee bit early. It just seems out of the blue. I thought they would have taken a good more few months to do that. And the the TV has been good. There have been the odd match of the week contenders, as far as the whole network, Raw, Smackdown is concerned. Pete Dunne's been involved in a lot of them. Mustache Mountain guys as well. But it just feels as if they're still... I, I said earlier on, maybe it was Terrence, I can't remember if it was on air or not, but it still feels like it, and I'm going back on my word, I think it's still in the introductory phase. There's, yes. there's wrestlers that aren't being fully fleshed out yet. I mean, look at the Eddie Dennis. Just as a, a sort of preface, guys, we are recording this as the this week's double bill was going on the network, so just the way timing works out, we're not able to see the most recent episodes Eddie Dennis had the vignettes where it seemed as if he had this really big chip in his shoulder with Dunn, Seven, Banks, Bait all climbing up the ranks and getting that opportunity before anyone else and Dennis seemed like a very bitter man about it and he comes in and it seems like he's doing some sort of jobber squash routine again, don't know what I'm up to date with but it just feels as if a lot of the characters haven't been fleshed out yet having said that this maybe answers why they've been having double bills for the last few weeks to sort of speed up the pro- speed up the product, speed up the storylines that are going on to the network. Um, I don't know, has there been one before Liverpool or will there be one after Liverpool before Blackpool? Are you aware? What, tapings or tapings. you mean shows on the network? Tapings. I've not heard anything. Um... There's, there are Birmingham ones coming up. They've been in Plymouth for the last few weeks on TV, and I know that they had Birmingham ones recently. So maybe they're just playing catch up. So yeah, because I know a couple of the things that happened during Liverpool tapings um, that matches were announced for the takeover. So I can't imagine. Certainly, I don't. We're not going to see anything on the network. Um, and if we're going to do any kind of recording it's probably going to take place in the next couple of weeks um, so I think they might have enough content with between the Liverpool and the Birmingham shows to run it right through to Blackpool probably and then also on the 13th they've got I think the show's called The Aftermath I want to say the Sunday night yeah and this is um, that'll be more tapings I imagine I'm not entirely sure um, to be honest, I've not looked into it. I mean, I saw it when I was looking at my tickets. They were kind of doing a a special where you'd be able to get like package for both shows. Um, so yeah, I'm not entirely sure, but I do think they've, they've got enough tapings in the bank just now to run through to Liverpool. And like you say, they are doing the double bills just to kind of fast track it, speed things up a little bit. Um, I feel like, to be honest, I, I think this was. I don't know if it was always going to be the plan, but I think it was it was a sort of conting- contingency plan. Um, they'll see how it initially goes before deciding to go ahead with the takeover. Um, like I say, I think I understand where we come from. That characters haven't been fully fleshed, neither have storylines, etc. But we're still six weeks out mm. from takeover. I think mm. there's still plenty of time to understand and see the development of certain characters and storylines. Yeah. And I also feel like this is also kind of. It's also it's because it's still in its infancy stage. It's it's almost like a showcase kind of event, if mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Um, 
I don't want to say they've just kind of, they just wanted to give this away to us just because we feel we feel like over here we deserve a pay per view or whatever and we deserve the brand and they kind of want to reward us for our loyalty. Um, but yeah, I think I think we have enough time between now, the twenty eighth of November, until January twelfth to to truly understand, uh-huh. you know, each man and woman on the roster um, or get an idea of them anyway. And if it is six weeks, then that could potentially be twelve episodes. So there's, there are there is plenty of time. Yep. You're going to have the the finals of the women's championship this week on TV. The the tag team tournament will probably be going on over the Liverpool tapings there, and the finalists will be in January. Again, there's see the thing is, I've been tempted all day to look at the card because, but I have a no spoilers policy. So I'm yep. not sure what to do or not. Live on air, Vicky, what should I do? Should I spoil the card for myself and our listeners? Well, don't spoil it for me. Right, I won't do it then. Let's stay kayfabe. Right, we'll just yeah, um, I'm not going to... I don't want it spoiled. Like I says, I, I have an idea... Um, I, I don't know the... F- the full two matches, I kind of had, I saw it was a certain match and I saw a couple of people involved in it and I saw another match but I didn't see who that person's opponent was. Um, uh, but like I said, actually I don't want to give much away, I don't want to kind of say what match it was or if it was for a title, etc. It was just like I sort of saw it on Twitter and I just kind of skimmed past it because uh, I didn't want to spoil it for myself. Well, okay, let's not spoil it though. But what we will do is... Uh, announce the good news on behalf of the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Ricky, do you want to do the honours? Um, <laughs> what, what's the good news, you tell me? Well, what would, even though you have monetary issues of your own at the moment with the house, uh, the car, go on, what have you done? I'm going to take over, NXT UK took over. Um, <laughs> Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like, like I say, it's just worth it. Money, for me, it was never a case of, like, where the ticket's going to be too expensive. It was just, as you know, my family, January is a chaotic month for birthdays. In January alone, we have, let me see, seven birthdays alone and it's not seven birthdays where I can't be like where I can't get these people anything two of them are my sons the other one is mine obviously I'm not going to buy myself a present well you've got me as well yep yourself my two sisters (laughs) my niece and my new sister-in-law as well so it was always a case of should we really be going like do we have enough time but uh, yep two tickets are booked Unfortunately, it's not going to be Ricky and Clive. I'd have loved it to be the both of us. Um, yes, that's true. So uh, I have. You've got you've got someone better in though. I've got someone who I like more. Yes, certainly. Um, <laughs> not more knowledgeable when it comes to wrestling. Um, yep, my wife's going with me. So I would even argue that point. Yeah, <laughs> um, she's never been to a wrestling show, um, and to be honest, when I turned around to her on. The Sunday it was when I was sitting asking her, like, do you want to go to a wrestling show with me? I never told her where it was or anything until she kind of agreed. Um, I told her it was going to be in Blackpool. Her first 
response to me was, who's going to be fighting? Is Hulk Hogan going to be there? <laughs> and yeah, then I put that out. I put that in our messenger group and I kind of just looked at her and she looked at me and I realised she doesn't actually know how this guy's a racist. Um, so, you know, I had, a, I, had a, I had to explain it to her that we're not massive fans of that man. Um, but yeah, she's looking forward to it. Like, um, we'll obviously get back in touch in wrestling, but we went to New York and Barcelona and she, we went to a New York Knicks basketball game and we went to a new camp to watch a Barcelona game. And those two things for most trips were her favourite part of the entire trip. So I'm kind of hoping she enjoys this. She's looking forward to it. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really, really excited. Uh, it's not that away for us. It's just ever just like over three hours drive. Uh, we're only going to Saturday, the takeover. Um, we, you know, I couldn't. I would have struggled to get more time off working, so would she have. So, you know, more than happy just to go to the takeover. Um, and like I say, it was a struggle to get tickets for it. Where is your it seat? Really, um, I need to go find it because even if you're not front row, as long as you're in the opposite end of the hard cam to get some of that social suplex t-shirt action on the go. I actually don't think I am, to be honest. Well, they might pan out to the crowds. I'm, I'm definitely not in a hard cam because a hard cam, I think, only has their little seed. Um, uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not at the hard cam. I'm on the right-hand side as the elite wrestlers make their entrance. Um, so, yeah, that's his tickets... I thought they were quite reasonable, to be honest. I know you did as well when I told you how much they cost for two tickets. So it was £70. Um, I never even had a chance to see how much the front row tickets were costing because they were gone. Uh-huh. I sat and I waited, and by the time I refreshed, I got back on. I was actually... My initial tickets were going to be... were actually on the hard cam side, the fifth row back. By the time I logged in, tickets were gone. Oh, sorry, by the time I got to the to go to pay for it, it says transaction was couldn't go through and I kept refreshing and trying and I spent the next 40 odd minutes trying to get tickets and I couldn't I actually texted my wife saying tickets are all sold out and this was quite early on this must have been about half 10 I texted her and I thought you know I'll just quickly try one more time and I somehow managed to get tickets so yeah social suplex is on the it's on the road Ricky and Clive are going on the road so well Ricky is <laughs> well Ricky is yeah very excited I'm really looking forward to it. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, I mean, I would have loved to have gone. Loved, loved to have go. I would have loved to go with you, but just with it being the start of January, I've got kids and family to buy presents for. I'm already got stuff planned for December. Um, maybe next time there's something further down the line. If we get an idea of where it will be, I could plan ahead. And, that, and that's it. Like I said, for me obviously not celebrating Christmas and stuff like that, so December's, you know, not a normal month for me, pretty much. Um, and like I said, I just thought, you know, screw it, it's the first one. No, we'll, 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 it's just, I think it'll be money well spent, if I'm honest. Um, and like I said, I'm really looking forward to it. Yep. Well, although I'm not going to that one, there is a show that we are going to this Sunday, December 2nd. Uh, oh yes, yes indeed. ICW's big annual this their version of WrestleMania, basically, fear and loathing eleven. Um, going to be quite a lot of people that 
if anyone has been watching WWE, the, the NXT UK, sorry, even stuff like 205 Live, there will be some familiar faces there. Obviously, you've got the likes of British Strong Style, they'll be facing off against Wolfgang, BT Gun, and Noam Da. You've got even Jimmy Havoc's going to be there. Um, not everyone's favourite, but the Briscoe Brothers will be there. They'll be in this six team. TLC match to crown the number one contenders for the tag team titles. Uh, the coffee a six team TLC match, like fucking, it. it's going to be carnage. See, it's one of those ones. If we were watching that on the network, we'd think it was overkill. But with us being there live, it will be a different experience entirely. Yep, it always is. Yep, there's even going to be the Coffee Brothers are actually against each other. Uh, Mark Coffey and Joe Coffey fighting for the, the Zero-G Championship. Viper will be in action for the women's title against Kaylee Ray in a Queen of Insanity match. Basically, that's like a super death match. death match. I'm not sure how that will translate. Um, I've not seen many women's death matches in ICW at all. They don't do many death matches. I, it gets a bad rap for being super hardcore. I mean, it can be a bit crazy sometimes, but for the most part, it's... That's a false, false notion, preconceived notion. There, I'm just not a massive fan of death matches, if <laughs> I'm honest. But they have their place now and again. Yeah, like I say, they appeal to a lot of people. They're just not my kind of match. And I mean, I'm sure if something crazy happens, I'll pop. You know, but like I say, I'm just not a huge, uh-huh. massive fan of them. To get Kenny Williams as well fighting Aaron Echo. Kenny Williams has been on the cusp of the UK NXT, and he had a a wee stint in a fatal four-way for 205 live when they were in uh, Manchester, I want to say, in April time. And he also had a great match with Jeff Cobb. Uh, Aaron Echo did? Yes. Yeah, the last ICW show, that's correct. That was an excellent match. Our our friend, Jeff Cobb, (laughs) who's not doing too well for himself in the New Japan's World Tag League as far as wins and losses are concerned. He's fighting with Michael Elgin, but we are we are big fans of Jeff Cobb, so we hope he does well because he's our best. He's our BFF. <laughs> uh, and Jeff Jarrett, the Finessa, Rich Latter, Run Nation Radio's um, Finesser of the Year 2017, Jeff Jarrett. He's in action again for ICW. Nice, nice plug. <laughs> he's the special guest referee in a fight to the death between Grado and James Storm. I'm sure their paths may have crossed with TNA back in the day. Um off the top of my head, I can't think of any more more sort of internationally renowned names. Joe Hendry's well, going to be involved. I think, did you mention British Strong Style? At the start. Oh, sorry. It's all right. Um, yeah, in, in the main event, I'm looking forward to as well. Lionheart and Jackie Polo. Yes. Yes, they've had quite a, a storied rivalry because... I'll try and bullet point it. Lionheart um, retired a few years ago and they decided he was going to come back. And then Lionheart, actually, he was the one who AJ Styles broke his neck in Preston City Wrestling in 2015. Uh, And Jackie Polo sent a tweet saying another retirement looms. And apparently this wasn't signed off by anyone. So there's some real blood between these two as far as we're led to believe. They've swapped losses and to swap defeats and victories over the last couple of occasions that they've fought each other 
Jackie Polo's weasel his way into becoming the champion. This is Lionheart's big moment to silence his critics and show that he's a good guy. <laughs> I think I think he'll he'll win on Sunday, and it's kind of like a almost come like full circle after the whole AJ Styles incident, like uh-huh. a, a almost like a fairy tale kind of story. Yeah, definitely. So, I, I think the show, uh, the show on Sunday it's it's absolutely stacked. Um, oh, it's it's chockable. Really, if I want to, I'm not sure what the time's going to be like for it. Um, I think we're probably so it's a half past seven start over here, and I think you're easily, you know, you're looking at three and a half to four hours, maybe no more than four at the most, I would uh-huh. say. But what is it? Is it is it eight matches? I think was just rattled off there eight. on the card. There'll probably be a couple. There's a tag team titles match as well. Sha Samuels is in there, yep. um, who's been on Rev Pro recently and World of Sport. And on the other side, you've got Bram, who was Charlotte's boyfriend back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> That's his claim to fame. <laughs> uh, it's going to be it's it's going to be a long show, and I don't and I don't mean that like in a Oh, it's going to kind of drag on or anything. It's just going. To, it will. No, I'm looking. It will be to at it. least three, three, three to four hours quite easily. I mean, so I'm looking at it. It's nine matches on the card. Sorry, I keep interrupting you. That's nine matches. Right. There's going to be a few of them that will be over quickly, I imagine, and just to see the way it worked out last time when we were at Shug's house party in July. The the night started off well. It was happy, send the crowd home happy and then they had a wee break interval and then after the interval it was just chaos from start to finish so more of the same please Mark Dallas and we'll be happy chaps Yeah we're looking forward to this really looking forward to it So since we're talking about ICW they as you may know are one of the sort of friends of WWE in the, the British independent wrestling scene along the likes of Progress maybe over the top as well I don't know if there are any more but news has come out recently Monday night I want to say might have been I'm just bringing up the thing here this is from WrestleTalk.com again believe what you want to believe when it comes to stories but this seems to be too detailed to just be a shot in the dark it has come to light via our sources ah adverts taken up my screen it's come to light via our sources that following this weekend's tapings in Liverpool several members of the NXT UK roster have been given new contracts the new deals will allegedly see an increase to the the wrestler's annual salary we should note that we have not seen the contracts and we do not know figures at this stage but will prevent them from working for any other promotions in the UK as far as I'm aware this doesn't include ICW progress and OTT. If true, this seems to directly contradict previous WWE statements at the launch of the brand that there would be no restrictions on talent and that WWE were not the big bad wolf coming into the scene and signing talent to stop them from working elsewhere. Scroll down. Really funny picture of William Regal with his eyes bugging out and Robbie Brookside beside him. (laughs) Oh man, adverts and pop-ups everywhere. I don't... Right. Previously, NXT UK talent were Apologies about this. Pop-up city. 
We're unable to wrestle for promotions with a significant online presence with distribution deals such as Defiant and RevPro, but we're still permitted to wrestle on local indie events as well as WW's partner promotions, WXW, that's the Germany one. Mm-hmm. Sources indicate, sorry I'm going on, these changes are, are perhaps a response to the disappointing houses NXT UK have drawn for recent tapings with only a reported six to 800 in attendance on each night of the Liverpool events this past weekend, far less than the venue capacity. We've just said there that Blackpool takeovers sold out, so is it that big a problem? What are your thoughts on all this? It's kind of, I can see both sides of the coin. Uh, first of all, I don't deal in bullshit reports. I know. So I, no, I, no, I'm not. I'm not calling you out or anything like that. I don't. I don't. I don't listen to it. I don't listen to the opinion of one or two or three other men or whatever until I start to see something developing or until I see something coming official. That's only when I sit and deal with it and discuss it and take any kind of note of it. So it says that not permitted to wrestle anyone from Ring of Honor, Impact, New Japan, World of Sport, or any other major promotion. Didn't realise WOS was a major promotion. Terrible. Impact, Impact also isn't a major promotion. Um, still got yeah, I don't, I, I don't pay attention to it. If true, so we'll just, we'll just talk about it as if it's true or yes, the pros and cons of it Pete Dunne and Jordan Devlin I've seen tweets by those two in, in particular who seem to lend credence to the, the rumours well Pete Dunne tweeted out saying that don't believe everything you see or something did they not I've got well, I've got a t- tweet from Dunne we'll read it in a wee minute but continue. read it out just read it out just now well as you may know my computer's a bit slow right now right I'll pull it up what a handsome chap he is. Right, so here we go. <laughs> British wrestling is safe. We'll continue to grow. The talent pool is deep. Your favourite wrestlers achieving goals and taking steps in a career. Don't believe everything you read. Right. Brit, Brit rest is alive and well. Okay. There's, there's another one here that he said... What did he say? So he's replying to someone, I don't think you're truly seeing it from the fans' perspective. You're only thinking you're... That's you apostrophe R-E, not your as in, this is your jacket. Arse. Yeah, man, see if, see if you're going to insult someone or you're going to blaze a valid point, please make sure your grammar's fucking correct. <laughs> you're only thinking what's best for business for yourself. You're selling out to the big American corporation and forgetting your grassroots. Pete Dunn retorted, put 12 years, a countless amount of money and months away from home at a time in an attempt to get your dream job when you finally achieve your goal and you can also create a great life for your family. I'll make sure to discredit your hard work and tell you you're a sellout. Thumbs up. Let me tell you something. See, when it comes to the world of wrestling or kind of a combat sport or just any type of sport, there is no such thing as a sellout. Mm -hmm. There is no such thing as a sellout. These people... Oh, you, the fans, is absolutely fucking nothing. <laughs> Pete Dunn can go wrestle on the fucking moon if he wants for as much money as he wants, and we never get to see him wrestle again, and it wouldn't bother fucking bother me because he does what he has to do for his family. G- 
guy's got a partner and just a, a newly born child, but he's going to care what the idiots in the streets or on Twitter or Twitter are going to be saying that oh no, you sold out. Yeah, I'll continue killing myself for absolutely nothing when I could go to a bigger uh, a bigger wrestling promotion, get more money, work in a safer style. Well, quote unquote safer style. Or do I continue killing myself, travelling all over the place, making no money whatsoever? Uh, you know, there's no such thing as a sellout. Absolutely no such thing as a sellout. And the other thing, <clears throat> so you can stop me anytime you want, they're saying they don't want anyone signed to NXT or NXT UK wrestling, uh, anyone from these other promotions. I can understand why you wouldn't. You know, imagine me and you walking into work tomorrow and saying to our boss that we're going to go work for this other company who kind of work in the same field as us. I hope you don't mind. Uh, no, no, you, A, you have a contract with us, and B, you do what we say. I understand that people are going to be like, well, you're kind of maybe cutting your nose off to spite yourself, like you could get these guys more exposure, more exposure for your brand, etc. I'm pretty sure the WWE doesn't need another company to help them get more exposure or help get guys more exposure or get them more known. Um, I don't really have an issue with them coming out and saying that, if I'm honest. If they did say that. Um, like I say, it's, it's disappointing that you, if it's true that you might not get to see some of these great matches because Will Ospreay tweeted out around about the same time saying, who am I supposed to wrestle from the UK? Um so I, I, I get from that side of it as well, but at the end of the day, you know, no one's pulling a gun to your head to sign these contracts. That's true. And I guarantee you, if true, this is written into their contract. Yeah, at the end of the day, they didn't need to sign the contract. Exactly. If and they and if, they don't have, if they don't have such an issue with it, why the fuck have you all got such an issue with it? A couple of points I want to bring up. First of all, this is how NXT Florida, we'll call them that, just to differentiate. That's how they've operated. Once you sign for NXT, that's it. Unless granted permission, you have to... St- I mean, and NXT has gone on leaps and bounds in terms of quality of matches, takeovers and whatnot. Uh, I've been critical of the recruitment process, but it seems to be popular with a lot of other people. To I don't know where it happened, if it was in one of these sort of partnership promotions, but Pete Dunne has been carrying a, a foot injury for the last few months. Was that out with? NXT? I, want to, I want to say yes. Right. I don't, again, I don't know exactly where and when he broke his foot or whatever it was that happened to him, but uh, that could have not happened if it wasn't for, if it was, I mean, it could have, obviously it could have happened if it was in an NXT ring but they're trying to limit the dates that they're working for them. Thirdly, I'm being selfish here. I want to see Pete Dunne on my network subscription every single week. So if he's going to be... I mean, you've got this programme coming up between him and Ricky. That's the thing I was wanting to bring up. They want to have, from what I can see, Pete Dunne and Ricochet in a programme where there is a title for title or title against title feud, whatever it is that they're going to do. I wouldn't want to run the risk of Pete Dunne doing extra dates so that we didn't end up seeing Pete Dunne versus Ricochet. I fully fit Pete Dunne. But the other thing, what was it? I, as I say, from a selfish point of view, I want them on NXT UK every week. I want them on 
NXT Florida every other week, whatever they're doing with that there. So I can understand, I mean, when I first heard about it, I thought, wow, that's, is that good or bad? And it's going to, you're going to have that initial death of top talent in the smaller promotions. I mean, Tyler Bates Fight Club Pro, that's his own company. That's his own promotion, so I don't know how that's going to work, but you're going to have that dearth of talent, but that happens when you've got NXT call-up season. That happens in football teams where you lose a lot of players, but sometimes football teams, sometimes NXT. I mean, look at NXT now. See when the likes of Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn and Finn Balor and Nakamura were all called up, thought, how are they going to survive? The amount of women that get called up at the first brand extension in 2016 uh, from NXT. NXT was a felt like a ghost town in the women's division, but now you've got Shayna Baszler. Um, Lacey Evans is doing well. They're, they're growing from strength to strength. It's a constant evolution of talent, so it's it might be sudden and sort of shocking at first, but I don't think it's going to be bad in the long run. No, like you say, um, why let them wrestle for a, under another promotion and run the risk of being injured? Uh-huh. Like we talk about WWE having too much putting their wrestlers uh, under too much strain, and they are the workload is just beyond crazy. Um, and this is another way that they're trying to cut back on some of the things their workload. Maybe maybe they're not going to cut back. Maybe they're just going to put on extra NXT dates within the UK. But this is a, these are people who are looking after their own promotion, their own brand. I don't have an issue with it. Like I say, it's just you kind of miss out on some some real good matches you would like to have. But if true, I don't have an issue with it. Um, really doesn't bother me whatsoever, and I don't understand why people feel the need to start saying things that, like I say, people call people a sellout and they went after the money, and it's like. And if you're in that same fucking position, you're going to do the same thing. If I walk into work tomorrow and someone off a different company offers me double or triple my money, oh, okay, bye, I'm leaving there and then. You know, we all would. So I don't understand why why people feel the need to get so personal with it. Like, at the end of the day, their career could be cut short like that mm-hmm. instantly. So you make as much money as you can possibly make. Um, that says, yeah, we're missing out on some real great matches if it's true. But see, at the end of the day, like, like we said, no one's forcing anyone to sign these contracts. And I guarantee, I guarantee you, they didn't sign these contracts and then they were told about this later on. Because if it's not in your contract, they can say <laughs> all they want, but you can go do as you please then. You well, know? There is the argument of financial stability versus um, artistic licence. Whatever the term is, I can't remember it off the top of my head. Yeah, I take money all day long. Right, I, well, I know where I see where you're coming from. You've got the likes of Omega, this all elite wrestling, or as I'm going to start calling it, Aiden English wrestling. Um, start maybe starting up. We don't know what's going to happen. He seems to be on paper not wanting to sign for WWE and starting up this his own brand, not his own brand at all. Actually, it's just he's one of the big attractions of it. So he's got that artistic creative license. Shout out to Rob Ropey who sent me a couple of videos of Matt Riddle. Uh, a sort of mini, very mini documentary about him 
leaving the independent scene and joining Arrival. Not Arrival. <laughs> that was the name of the documentary. The Brooklyn, the Brooklyn takeover in the summer there, uh, and his day there, and it was showing his family packing up from Pennsylvania, moving down to Florida. And he said at the start, it, the UFC thing didn't work out. Uh, him and his family were wait, waited, waited. His wife was out working, um, trying to pay the bills, fourteen hours a day. Whenever he he came home from, whenever she came home from work, he went out wrestling. They were struggling for money, so obviously it worked out for them in the end. But you're you're striving for a a secure and regular paycheck, mm-hmm. and you're getting that with NXT. And I get anyone who doesn't want to chase the money, that want to build the legacy, etc. That's fine. That is fine, but it's equally just as fine if someone wants to go out and get that money. Mm-hmm. Which is why it's fine that Brock does what he does. Shut up. No, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> so <laughs> fuck Brock. I don't uh, fuck Brock. Fuck Brock. But I don't have an issue if someone wants to go go get the money. That's why if Omega ever do, Omega ever does sign for WWE, I don't want to hear no bullshit how he sold out and went to the corporate monster and went to the machine and took his money. Like, of course, if that kind of opportunity presents itself, it's going to be difficult to turn down. That's true. I think. I just let fucking people do what... Just let, I keep swearing, sorry. Just let people do what they want to do. At the end of the day, this is their career and they get to do as whatever they want. And as a company, you get to do whatever you want with your talent who have signed on a dotted line knowing the full circumstances. Because like I say, this, if it's true, hasn't just been sprung on them. Because if it's not written in your contract, it doesn't mean a single thing. They can turn around and say, yeah, you're not doing it. It's like, no, no, my contract doesn't state that. If you want to start, quote-unquote, burying me, all right, so be it. I'll continue collecting all those paychecks while doing no work whatsoever. Well, that's a, another argument for another day, perhaps. No, I mean, it, or, you do, or you take the Neville route. You take your ball and you go home. You sit. You sit at home for a year collecting money, and then when the eventually do release you, or your contract runs out, you go do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. No one is forcing no one to sign these contracts. Yeah, that that needs simple to be. as that. People may feel as if they've got a gun at their head, but they still don't need to sign them. Grown men and women making adult decisions here, and mm. we are sitting here criticising them for it. Look at um, as much as we have been almost desperate to see Viper slash Piper Niven under the WWE umbrella. So far, she's sticking to her guns and she's a hot commodity in the Indies wrestling scene, so she's doing well for herself. She's big in Japan as well. World of sport. That's fine. If you want to come to NXT, please do. I'll be waiting with open arms to see you win some titles. But again, this is me being selfish. I'm not going to lie and sit here and say I watch all the independent shows because I don't. If they're on my screen, that's great. Yeah, I'm the same. However, Partly because I believe you know we just don't have enough time for both of us. Yep. However, I'm going to bring it back to a negative point. I don't know if this is negative because 
I don't know what the full size of the NXT UK roster is going to be. I still feel as if we don't know what the hierarchy is for the, the singles division. Um, we'll get, we've got an idea with the tag division, roughly. You've got the Coffees and Wolfgang there. British strong style. Um, so we're getting an idea. Walter has, I don't think this is even a rumour, has signed for NXT, but the rumour is that he is going to be part of the UK brand specifically. Mm-hmm. With a view in the future, he apparently he's working with um, NXT's got a school in Germany, and there are plans for an NXT Germany. So Walter's going to be one of the trainers there and getting things going there. And he doesn't want to. He's happy to sign for WWE, but he's happy to also live in Europe. Um, what do you think of that news about Walter coming to NXT UK? The fact it's NXT UK. That's a coup. Oh, that's huge. Um, yeah, that, and I think, I think it is NXT UK because in an interview <clears throat> that he or a podcast or whatever he done with Austin, he turned around and says he doesn't want ever go to America. Mm-hmm. That he doesn't. I can't remember. He, he said, I don't know if it was much as. It was either he doesn't like the American lifestyle or he prefers kind of like the German slash European sort of lifestyle. So him coming, if he has signed, coming to NXT UK kind of makes sense based on that. And that, you know, that's a big, big signing. Big, big signing. And, I kind of, and it kind of just enhances the belief that they are going to go like completely all in with this and it's not just a kind of oh, we're only doing it just for the sake of doing it kind of thing, they're actually taking it serious. Aye, that's what it says to me. Um, I think so the yeah, fact that they're tying these people in with the, the contracts, but they're, they're making them more exclusive to WWE, that means they're taking it very seriously. Yep. And, and this guy's so, so well known. You know, he's wrestled all over the place. Um, so yeah... Like I said, that's the big thing I took from it. And as soon as I saw that news, that's the first thing that came to mind. It wasn't so much as, oh my goodness, they've signed Walter or or anything like that. It was just a case of, wow, they really are taking NXT UK series now. Mm-hmm. And I think for us, who I've said time and time again, who are the core audience and the target audience, that's, that's so exciting. Because for all we know, in the future or in the coming months, there may be a couple more like big name wrestlers coming to NXT UK. Yep. I I don't know the spoilers or anything, but this ricochet thing keeps popping into my head. I th- like I said, there's unfinished business there as well. So because the last time Adam Cole came down and, and undisputed the era came down and sort of it was a it was a no non finish. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it makes sense. It would again, it would be a huge sign of intent if they have Ricochet appear. Not even doesn't even to come over. Not I don't expect him to be here full time. Or even if she appears and does has a, like a storyline with Pete Dunne or whoever. Again, it just shows you what they think of NXT UK and what they want it to be. Well, see the thing is, from my calculations they get out of a weekend of taping six episodes. All that yep. all that Trevor Mann needs to do is head over on a plane for a weekend, 
couple of backstage segments, two or three matches, a couple of promos, vignettes, and they've got a programme there. But yep. I, we, I could be talking a load of shite right now. It could be it could be the, the bold Dave Mastiff that's getting the title shot. <coughs> we are fans of Dave Mastiff. We are. Did you know Dave Mastiff also, as well as Trent Seven, was trained Tyler Bate? I thought it was Tyler Bate that trained Trent Seven. No. No, Trent Seven's like 100 years old and Tyler Bates about 10. Aye, but Trent Seven didn't get into the business until he's he was 19 or something like that. And Tyler Bates was still in his nappies when he was doing T-bone suplexes. No, he was trained by Trent Seven. I'll, I'll, I'll dispute that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, bottom line, NXT UK is a big deal for us and I think it's going to be a big thing globally um, and they're treating it as such yep it's n- one thing that irks me a tad is there is a lot of international talent I mean they may as well, may as well have called it NXT the Commonwealth because the amount of uh, Australian New Zealand <laughs> Irish yeah. folk in there there's a lot of non-UK wrestlers I mean they, they but look- I mean the, the flip side to that is that they never once did say it's only going to be UK talent only. It just happens to be based and located in the UK. I mean, you've got that argument when the likes of D'Lo Brown and Al Snow are European champions, but yeah, exactly, a, a lot of international talent. And but yet- I, like the, the problem is because I know WWE apparently have made a few major signings. I'm hoping it don't swell the NXT UK roster at the moment. Same here. Yeah, I think you've just got to find that right balance. This brings me back to my point about bringing in all these superstars for the Florida brand. Because there's a bottleneck going on and I don't want that to happen so early in NXT UK's lifetime. And here's the thing. For, I've, I've, I, I do believe there's nothing wrong with them going out and trying to grab whatever free agent they feel like they should get. I don't have a problem with that as such. What I have a problem with is when the roster is already swollen so much, there's so much talent there and you're not u- utilising it properly. Yeah. Then why bring in more talent to to swell to swell the roster up even more. It was you know you're going to have to get rid of some people, or rather not even you don't even need to get rid of them. Just start like featuring some people a little bit more, mm-hmm. pushing them maybe up the card or just just getting them on TV. The thing it's like there's no uh, some people's pushes aren't based on merit in terms of their WWE career because I, th- I imagine someone like Walter's going to come in and get high up the card quite quickly mm-hmm. and can you realistically would you be able to remove him from the throne if he ever won the title you know and we've spoke a lot about how we're big fans of Dave Mastiff and you know he could be pushed up the card and but Walter's, Walter's like a different 
kettle of fish altogether. Um, as I said, I don't... I'm not entirely sure if it's going to be a case of as soon as Walter comes in and officially signs it, you know, he'll be straight into the, the title scene or anything like that. Um, I think we just need to wait and see. But I really hope that, that we don't start, let's say, just putting too many people on the roster. Um, at this moment in time, we're still trying to find out about a lot of different people on the roster, a lot of different characters. There's no point in my mind bringing more and more people into it. Yes, let the people you know, who like, are there become more. Yep. Because like, and, of... and that 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 <sighs> that also applies to Ron SmackDown mm-hmm. as well. Sorry. Aye. Uh, one of the guys that I like based on his work in ICW is Ashton Smith, who's seems to have been taken under the wing of Eddie Dennis. And Ashton Smith's a young guy. He's still quite raw in the ring. Um, I think he's a completely miscast as a babyface, though, because he's been tearing it up as a, a dominant badass heel in ICW. He was dominating the tag team title scene for a while with um, Rampage Brown, who's in World of Sport, I believe. So, Ashton Smith will be in the TLC match as well, by the way. I just think he's much better as a heel. He seems to pull it off mo- much, much more naturally. And it's, there's some metal music that accompanies him to the ring, which I'm always in favour of. Shout out to the Ascension once again. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to try and do that every week. So, there's these things where you think, he seems uncomfortable as a face. I'm going to give him time, though, because apparently, according to Twitter... Ashton Smith and Eddie Dennis had like a an absolute screamer of a match tonight on TV. Looking forward to watching that tomorrow at some point. Uh, Jordan Devlin had a title shot against Pete Dunne. I imagine we know what the outcome of that match was, but Jordan Devlin's coming out of shell a wee bit. I quite liked it. His promo that he cut a few weeks ago where he was slagging off El Ligero, talking about saying uh, El Ligero luchador wrestler and he's from Leeds and that got quite a pop <laughs> so is it has there been any sort of apart from Pete Dunne and the likes has there been anything that stood out for you in NXT UK so far the lesser known wrestlers perhaps um, well we spoke about Dave Mastiff quite a bit he's obviously one I'm I think a lot of people and I can't was it I think it was Rance who might have been saying it the first time he kind of saw Zach Gibson on the very was it the very first episode or the second episode where he came out uh-huh, the heat. and he, he got um, a lot of people going to be exposed to him uh, there was um, now I can't remember one of the women a few weeks back I was I thought she'd done real well. I want to say it was... I can't remember her name now, but she was in the match with Dakota Kai. I was actually quite impressed with her. Now I can't remember her name off the top of my head. Um, <laughs> oh, I can't remember. Was it Isla Dawn, by any chance? It might have been, actually. Scottish Witch? No, it wasn't. It wasn't. White Witch? It wasn't. I can't remember who it was now... Well, there's someone who's um, who I have been impressed with in the women, and that's Ginny, who's a big deal in progress. I think she's actually the progress champion right now. She's a very good wrestler, very 
crisp and clean. Um, really innovative offence at points as well. So I'm looking forward to seeing Rennie get more exposure as the, as the weeks go on. Get Rhea Ripley, who was a, an absolute standout and a half in the May Young Classic. Yep. She had two two matches in the back-to-back episodes last week for the UK show. Struggled with one of them. The other one was just a, a jobbing session. I think it was actually... What? No, it wasn't Dakota Kai, was it? I can't remember off the top of my head. There's a, there's a lot of Australian and New Zealand people in this tournament. But Rhea Ripley, she's she's a good wrestler. I like her. I like her character. So I'm interested to see how she does going forward. Jenny as well. Uh, I like the Coffee Brothers and the Scottish thing going on, obviously. Yeah, they are good. Getting booed out of the building for having a natural accent and as implications likes to call them the, the Scottish wankers thanks for that one imp <laughs> anybody else? I do like Ashton Smith as well mm-hmm. I, know you, I know you've mentioned him before um, Danny Birch's match with Pete Dunn was fantastic a few weeks back yep some really good sequencing in that one uh, and just remains like obviously Danny Birch has been doing really well with Oni Lorcan and the Florida brand recently had a great takeover match but Danny Birch you forget I mean he was cutting a really impassioned promo a few weeks back and you seem to forget that because he doesn't get much mic time in full sale so I wonder if I don't know if he's going to be if Oni Lorcan will come over and join him in the tag team division because I can't see them doing much in the way of challenging in full sale at the moment Maybe there's room for them over here. I think so. I think so. And and that's another thing you could do if there's anyone over in <clears throat> NXT proper that is not getting <clears throat> enough TV time, etc. They could always put them over to NXT UK. Because they can swap and change and ship back and forth. There's no harm in doing that. Yep. Look at Noam Dar. He's doing double duty. I, I was surprised that he's actually still been doing matches on 205, but 205, a few of the personalities are being shipped out elsewhere. And he, no, he says Noam Dar's going to be on ICW card this Sunday as well, so... Yeah. So there's lots to look forward to in terms of the product. I still think it's in that introductory phase. Um, characters need fleshed out. But there's, as I say, there's a potential of 12 episodes leading up to the takeover, so I'm sure there's plenty of time, and I'll try my best to avoid the spoilers. I think we're going to be in this infancy growth stage for a little while at the moment. Because uh-huh. um, you, you know what it's like when something comes onto the market, any kind of new product, you know, there's, generally you're going to have a little bit of a boom, people are excited. It's just when that general excitement I don't want to say dies down or anything, but sort of not so much tails off, but finds its happy medium. And then that's when we kind of get to see where NXT UK is actually going. Um, you know, it could be before, it could be like way into the summer, over, you know, before we really see where it's headed and what they think of people, etc., etc. Mm-hmm. Um, and Another thing would be is like how many takeovers are they going to have? Is it going to be the are we going to get four? Are we going to get six? Are we going to get eight? Are we going to get one every month or whatever? Um, 
So, like I said, a lot of this is probably still undecided. A lot of them are just kind of making up as we go along. But, mm. you know, I'm just happy to be along along for the ride. Um, and like I said, it's, it's exciting. So, and, and I know we started off talking about British wrestling as a whole. There's absolutely nothing wrong with British wrestling at the moment. British wrestling is fucking booming at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, don't let anyone tell you otherwise. It'll be fine in the long run. It will be. In look, we have the biggest wrestling company in the world who set up their own brand for us. That alone will assure us everything's going to be everything will be okay for a while or for a foreseeable future. Just because we know how great some of the talent on that roster actually is. And at the end of the day, we're selfishly WWE homers, so. I, I don't even think it's that, to be honest. <laughs> well, um, for me. <laughs> I don't even think it's that. I think we're not like reactionary people. We don't react to something as soon as it happens. You kind of like, right, well, let's digest it before we come out and start coming out with hot takes. We are we are hashtag wait and see individuals. So, um, like I say, bottom line, British wrestling is is doing just fine. If that report turns out to be true, we'll see. We'll address it again, maybe. Uh-huh. But yeah, no, nothing to worry about on these shows whatsoever with wrestling. You heard it here first, ladies and gents. I think that brings us to a natural close on our topics this week. Anything you want to discuss before we, before you quiz me? Oh uh, no! Um, like I said, we're only going to bother talking about Raw and SmackDown. No. Um, oh, I will say especially no Raw. One, one quick thing from SmackDown: um, <coughs> Asuka versus Charlotte versus Becky Lynch at TLC. Cannot fucking wait. Take my money. Oh, most definitely. I saw someone say it's what, it might end up closing the show as well, um, which is which will be even will be excellent. But that match is uh, that match alone is worth the, the nine ninety nine. I'll pay another nine ninety nine next month for that. You pay my monthly subscription. What's that? You can pay my 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 monthly subscription. Okay, uh, that's fine. Right. <laughs> <laughs> on, that, on that note sorry ladies and gents I have a, a dry cough this evening and it is doing my head in literally quiz time why not can you give us a live rendition uh, I can't because my wife's in the room and she, I'm too embarrassed to let her hear me sing the song ok and she, now she's looking at me with a, a cheeky <laughs> look on her face I'm not doing it. What? Oh no, she wants me to do it live. Just but do it. There's swearing in it. <laughs> there's actually that redness coming out from people's phones just now. At how embarrassed I am. It's fucking quiz time with Ricky and Clive and Clive's wife. A fucking WWE quiz. I just got a well done. Well done. Excellent. She's not mortified as much as I am, so 
Uh, right. Oh, right, okay. Go. Quiz me. Question number one. Since it was sort of... Um, the theme of this week is British-related. The first answer is British Bulldog. Well, the first question is actually about the British Bulldog. Right. The British Bulldog, right, did he win the Intercontinental title or the European Championship more? Ooh. Which title did he win more? Now, upon his return to the Fed in the late 90s, he was involved in the Euro title quite a bit, so I'm going to say the European title. Correct. Oh, yeah. Do you know how many he won? How many times he won it? Four. That's just a... No, two. <laughs> so he only won the IC title once then? Yep. <laughs> right, okay. That time against Brett. Down the road. Oh, yeah. A little bit further down the road. <clears throat> he also won... Question number two. He also won the hardcore title, the greatest title in professional wrestling history. <clears throat> And the tag title, but which did he win on more occasions? <sighs> That's an interesting one. Who was his tag partner? I'm going to go with the hardcore title. Is that your final answer? Yes. That is incorrect. Who was the tag champ with most of the time? He won both titles twice. Oh, see these ones. Question number three. Grado beat who for his only ICW heavyweight title? Drew Galloway slash McIntyre. Correct. Question number four. Yes or no? Yes. Drew McIntyre. Okay. Drew McIntyre has won more than three titles during his time in WWE. Both stints. Both stints. I'll say yes. he has won three. Oh, hold on. Wait. I said, is it more than three? So it's yes or no. That we kind of gave it away. Yes. Correct. Because one of those, sorry, you go. I almost forgot about the NXT one. Yes. Yep. I was going to say under the WWE umbrella, but I thought that was too much of a giveaway that I was going to refer to the NXT title. Uh-huh. Um, right. Question number five: How many times has Drew McIntyre slash Galloway won the ICW World Heavyweight Title? I'm not that much of a mark for ICW yet. Two. Correct. <coughs> so, Piper Niven slash. <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> oh, here we go. Right, so, Piper Niven has won the ICW women's title twice. Mm hmm. Can you name the two matches in which she won the title? The first one, she defeated Casey. And the second was against 
the bold, the beautiful session, Moth Martina? The first one she won was a trap threat. Right. Who did she pin? She beat Lee Ray and Nikki Storm. Ah, Kaylee Ray. Yep. It's Kaylee Ray she's fighting on Sunday. Yep. Question number seven. William Regal. The total amount of titles William Regal has won in the WWE is 13, 14, or 15. 13. 1, 3. That is wrong. 15. (laughs) Okay. (coughs) Question number 8. This one's quite easy. Tyler Bate has won how many titles within WWE? The, the umbrella. Yep. Well, I mean, he's never won a main roster title, so... Two. Correct. UK and NXT tag. Correct. Question number nine. Pete Dunne made his NXT debut against who? I am not referring to the, the UK tournament. Proper NXT. Oh. Ah. Are they still active? Yes. He's actually appeared, I believe, on 205 as well before. Right, okay. Give me a moment, please. Okay. Uh, right, so Pete Dunne's first NXT match, and this this currently active wrestler has been on two o five before. I think he has been on two o five. I'm almost certain he's been on two o five. I don't know as a full time guy or anything, but he certainly appeared on two o five and wrestled a match on two o five. The name escapes me. I had it. I actually did have it. Well, I didn't have the right answer. I had a guess. Was it Roderick Strong? No. Do you want another guess? Can I get another clue, perhaps? He shares the first name, same first name as The Undertaker. And it's not the... (laughs) Mark Andrews. (laughs) Yes. Question number 10. There are currently six on-air personalities on the WWE main rosters. Name them. So whether it's... What? There are currently six on-air personalities, so whether that's wrestlers, managers, commentators, Mm -hmm. who are British on the WWE main rosters name them all right you didn't say British the first time I don't think I don't know sorry right Paige yes Drew McIntyre yes are you counting 205 in this yeah main roster Jack Gallagher correct Noam Dar 
Correct. So that's four. There are two more. <sighs> right, let's think more about what other English. There's one I don't know if you're going to get. I'm hoping you don't. This is, this is, I think this is the only tricky one in the six. Right, Drake Maverick. Yep. Right, let me quickly rack my brain. And you're probably thinking this because they are British by birth or something, aren't you? Well, obviously they're all British by birth. Aye, but <laughs> you know what I mean. Um, oh, who can it be? Give me a clue. Please. They are not English and they are not Scottish. So they are... They, it's not Lynch or Seamus or nope. Balor because they're nope. Irish. Yeah, yeah probably Ireland. Yeah. <laughs> not, not part of the, the this United Kingdom. So that only leaves a Scottish person or a Welsh 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 person. No, no, I say they're not Scottish and they're not English. Well, they're not Scottish or English, so they're Welsh. Well, you're kind of missing another country out of the United Kingdom. Northern Ireland. Or Great Britain. Yes. I... There's your clue right there. Right, who's Northern Irish main roster wrestlers? <sighs> <laughs> You're going to be kicking yourself when you when you finally get it, or I need to tell you. Raw or SmackDown? SmackDown. Right now. Yes. He's big and hairy. Oh goodness gracious, Killian Dane. Yes. See, that's how badly sanity have been used on SmackDown. I can't even remember. Or how you're just disregarding Northern Ireland altogether. <laughs> No, I was thinking of Northern Ireland. You just didn't let me finish my sentence. Right. I just assumed... So that was, that was your ten. How did I do? Bonus quick. Um, how did you do? I'll give you that last one. You got the Bulldog one, right? You got Grado, Drew, Icy Dub, Tyler, Peter... Well, you got six with a little bit of help there. That's all right. Bonus question. NXT TakeOver London. There were eight matches. I don't know if that was all eight on the main card. Anyway, eight, eight matches in total. Right. Name five of them. With pleasure, Mr. Ricky. Okay. Emma Asker. Name six. <laughs> I can't because there was only five in the card. Emma. Okay. Emma Asuka, Bailey Nia Jax, Finn Samoa Joe, Enzo and Big Cass versus The Revival, <laughs> my god, and Baron Corbin versus Apollo Crews. Who is ringside with Emma? Dana Brooke. Well done. Finn Balor was dressed like Jack the Ripper. <laughs> Who did Elias beat? <laughs> what? Elias 
was on the card as well. Well, this must have been one of those ones where it was taped for the next episode. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, so... Let's just see, right, who did they beat? Let's say it was Tyson Dillinger. No, it was Bull Dempsey. Bull Dempsey. Bullfit. Well, well done. You got 7 out of 11. 7 11. This episode of the Rick and Clive Wrestling Show has been brought to you by the 7 Eleven <laughs> thing. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> anything you want to say? Plug? Thank? Um, don't think so. Not to thank anyone. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am. Do th- you know what? <laughs> one last thing. I have one one request. Okay. Can we can we please make it through one entire show without a joke? Well, that's just. It's not going to happen. Now on you go. Hit me with your joke. Do you know you can just wait? You can just take the headphones off, don't you? I can yeah, close I know. us out. Well, there's been a couple of new. There's a tag team that's been called up, and they were actually part of the most recent NXT tapings. The tag Wait, like, what? Nothing. Continue. The tag team is called This and That. And uh, they're not actually going to be involved in a tag team programme. They've set their sights on Matt Riddle, early doors, so Matt Riddle's actually going to be in double duty in the next episode of NXT. Riddle v this, Riddle v that. (laughs) The best thing about the jokes is that you laugh at your own jokes. And sometimes you can't even get the punchline out, punchline out because you're laughing. Do you know what? See, if it's just me that's laughing, then I have done my job. Trust me, you're going to get one or two other people are probably going to pop for it. Uh-huh. Uh, but as long as I can make myself laugh, I'm, I'm happy. Yeah, that's all that matters. Um, you'll, make, you'll make Rob Ropey laugh as well. We know that much. Uh-huh. We had the, the States of America gimmick going. Yeah, I saw that. Matt Morrigan. He needs to stop encouraging you. Can I say he's a Clive Mark? Eh, is anyone? Well, my wife was applauding my song earlier, so she's a Clive uh, Mark. I don't, I don't know if she is. She is. Right, fine. I'll explain what that is later. She's a greater woman than I thought. I'm having to explain what a Mark is after. Don't worry, I'm going to have to sit through like a four hour wrestling show explaining what the hell's going on to my wife. <laughs> so this chant means and this chant... Like, yep. So say, In fact, do you know what? She actually texts me as I booked the tickets and she turned around and goes, can't wait, does that mean I get to watch uh, semi-naked guys roll about wrestling with each other? Or did she say when you said, well, I've got tickets for TakeOver, did she say, I just popped? <laughs> <laughs> right. This has been the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show. We are at Ricky and Clive on Facebook and Twitter. Speaking of Facebook, check out the Wrestling Squared Circle Facebook group where you can chat to us and other fans of wrestling um, and many different promotions. Um, Whatever podcast app you're using, whether it's Podbean, Google Play, Stitcher, Apple, Podcast Addict even, whatever you use, five star, 
give us five stars all the way. Um, the socialsuplex.com has a direct link to the podcasts and the columns that we do with regards to 205 Live, NXT, and other sort of ad hoc columns as well. And you can subscribe to them with a subscribe button that goes straight into your inbox. Check out the rest of the content that we've got this week on the show. There's One Nation Radio, Grown Men Watch This Shit, Keeping It Strong Style, and Outsider's Edge. I was on Outsider's Edge last week, and we had a debate with the main roster promotions to see, based on the arguments, not on the content that we see. Well, that's up to you to decide, but who put forward the best argument for who has the best brand? As you can imagine, I was 205. Rance was Raw. Raw. And Kyle was SmackDown. So if you've not had a listen to that, have a wee listen back and hit us up with your thoughts on our arguments. Why was I not on it? You tell us why you weren't on it, Ricky. <laughs> Mr. Sleepyhead. <clears throat> I went for a nap at half ten. I woke up at 20 to 11. No, sorry, 20 to 12 when the wife came down the stairs and told me to wake up because the podcast was going to be starting soon. I then walked upstairs, lay on my bed, and decided to go back to sleep. <coughs> I, well, I had a nice eight-hour sleep. Over the moon for you. Uh, it was excellent. It really was. Seeing a selfish way, see if there was four promotions, four products debating... I would have gone to bed a lot later than I did. So, I'm glad I'm glad you Same. went on. I'm glad I wasn't as well, to be honest. Uh, right. I enjoyed my sleep. Okay, well, ladies, if you're listening, and gentlemen, if you're listening to this tonight, enjoy your sleep too. <laughs> oh, God. Cheesy way to end it. Take care. <laughs> I will. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Podcast. We'll see you next time.